the word of our Lord from the Gospel of John. The disciples went away again to their own homes, but Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but did not know that it was Jesus. And so he said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? And so she, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say teacher. And Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. I do not know what else to say to you this morning other than this. Jesus, the Messiah, died for us by crucifixion on a Friday nearly 2,000 years ago. He was buried in a tomb as dead as dead could be. And on that very Sunday, His literal, physical body came back to life and walked out of that very same tomb. He was able to walk and talk. He was able to eat and drink. He was even able to cook. He appeared to countless witnesses, to his disciples, to various women whose testimonies would have been inadmissible in a court of law to countless other multitudes, even as many as 500 people at once. When the New Testament was being written, most of these eyewitnesses were still alive and their lives were forever changed. Cowards were given resolve and fortitude. And the riffraff of the Roman Empire began to turn the world upside down. A new kingdom was being unleashed on the world. A kingdom that declared the good news that there is one who can raise the dead. That there is one who can heal the broken. That there is one who can restore the lost. That there is one who can fill the human heart with self-giving love. And truly, there's not much new to be said. Who is this one? 
this Jesus of Nazareth. We know a few things about him just from these verses we've read this morning that are that serve almost as a capstone on the end of his earthly ministry. We know this. We know that he defeated our death. Entering into it, he actually took it into himself and destroyed death's power by his power. He absorbed all of the poison of death. He robbed it of its power and its strength, of its might. Much like the deeper magic of the Narnia stories, that if there is one innocent victim who willingly gives his life for the sake of another who is guilty, that through his death, death would begin to unravel and work backwards. Jesus took our death into himself. He tasted it for us undeservedly. And in doing so, he killed death. He destroyed it. He conquered it. He defeated it. You see, this is the kicker. This is what all of our faith hinges upon, Paul said. Without this, nothing else matters. Not even Christmas matters without Easter. And without a real, tangible, weighty Easter. Death is the last enemy to be defeated. It is our enemy that always seems to win. Everyone is broken by death. Everyone has had to say goodbye. Everyone from the outside has tasted death's cold, bitter, stinging pain. And each one of us will taste it inside for ourselves one day. But He has defeated our death. Christ has conquered death and the grave, not just by living beyond it. You see, Easter is not just, it's not just about immortality. It's not just about living forever. It's not just about our souls going on to be with the Lord. It is about resurrection. And so he conquered death in the grave, not just by living beyond it, not even by denying it, but by resurrecting from it. From the bowels of death explodes life. Yeah, it seems crazy. After all, dead people don't come back to life three days later. But please, please, as the people of God, don't miss the mystery of it. Don't miss the wildness of Easter. 
The resurrection of Jesus is God's defiance of death. On that Easter Sunday morning, God the Father shouted to death, You will not win. And so we too will be raised at the end. Indeed, this is a day of victory. This is a day for shouting. If there's ever a day for the church to get just a bit indignant, this is it. This is our triumph day. For this is the day that the Lord defeated our death. We know something else about him from Easter. This is the day that he undid our fall. I was reading some writings of Dietrich Bonhoeffer over the course of the last few days. And he made the observation that often we as Christians think of resurrection, of Easter, as kind of the logical consequence of the cross you know we we get into that habit of getting into that habit you know we on good friday we yeah we kind of give a nod to the cross but hey we know the end of the story right as though as though it just happens it's just what logically takes place but in doing so we risk missing both the great horror that the cross is and the new beginning that the resurrection is. Resurrection doesn't just happen. In the resurrection of Jesus, His disciples were stunned, not not because they didn't know that there was to be a resurrection. They knew, as good, God-fearing Jewish people, taught by the Pharisees, they knew that at the end of days, that God would be faithful to the people He had made in His image and would raise up even their dead bodies and would glorify them and that they would live with Him forever. But they didn't expect one to come in the middle of history and begin defeating death then. The cross was a horrible, horrible thing. And in the resurrection of Jesus, God has taken that horrible, horrible thing and has begun a new creation through it. You remember... That on the first day of the first week, God said, let there be light. And it was so. And on this first day of a new first week, God the Father said, arise my son, shine forth your light. It's been dark for too long. 
And so in the cool of the day, Mary is at a tomb that she's astonished is empty. It doesn't make sense. She can't make the math work. Certainly someone has come and has seen his body as an inconvenience and they've moved him along. And so she talks to these two angels that she sees and then she turns and there's one behind her and through the tears and the brokenness and, and, and the, the confusion, she can't figure out what's happening. And so in that cool of the day, she supposes the risen Jesus to be the gardener coming to walk among his garden. God is undoing the fall of man in the resurrection. Jesus who undid our fall, he makes all things new. He's doing something new even now through His church. And the resurrection declares to us that this world matters, that this life matters because it's in this life that we see new creation springing up around us. It's not in some hopeful life to come. That, yes, will one day come. But in this life, Paul says, to be found in Christ is to be a new creation. And God is doing something new in our lives. Something new through our lives. Something new in this world. This world is not something just to be hunkered down from and escaped. This world is to be conquered through the love and the gospel of Jesus. He undid our fall, and therefore this is the day of celebration. This is the day for rejoicing. This is the day for singing loud. This is the day for shaking pom-poms that say hallelujah on them. This is the day to rejoice. For God has not left us alone. God has not left us in our muck and our mire. He has stooped and He has raised us up with Him and He has undone our fall. And this man Jesus, this resurrected one, this one with the, the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He's the one who also calls our names. Oh dear gardener, tell me, where have you put him? I will take him. And Jesus says, Mary. And in that moment, something triggers, something connects the dots and she realizes she is beholding the gloriously risen body of her Lord. Of her crucified Messiah. The one 
who she swore hung the sun and the moon, but the one who is defeated by death, he stands before her as the one who has conquered death, and he calls her by name. He calls out to each one of us. And sometimes the only thing he needs to say is simply our name. Simply our name. And in that moment, when the risen Lord calls our name, We know exactly what he expects. We know exactly what he wants. And above all else, what he wants is for us to embrace him. Above all else, what he expects from us is the simple reply of, Yes, Lord. And so this is the day of victory. This is the day of celebration. And this is the day of salvation. The day of redemption. The day of saying, yes, Lord. Where you go, I will go. What you will, I will do. For you are the one who has defeated death. You are the one who has conquered my heart. Let's pray.